Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast. Hello, and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today, I have an amazing guest. Shauna Shu, and she has some awesome neuro-linguistic programs that will help shift and change your life for the better. Hi, Shauna. Hey, hi. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. Yes, we're so happy you're here. You have quite the amazing portfolio of um, things that you've accomplished by helping others through your speaking and coaching programs. Um, along with all your travel globally and um, your books and your YouTube. So we have a lot to talk about. So thanks for being here. Yay. I'm here to serve. Okay, cool. Because we are going to pick your brain because, you know, we're in this for transformation. You know, we got a lot of entrepreneurs here, my audience. They really need that, you know, higher level of thought. And how do we implement some of these amazing tools that you have studied and mastered all the years? So I'm going nice. to ask you some very important questions for our audience. And, but first I want them to understand who you are and where you came from and how you develop these amazing programs. So I know you're in Oregon and so I'm from Oregon too. I'm a native. So I love my native Oregonians <laughs> and so happy that, you know, I can connect with you here, but you've also had quite an amazing last 20, 30 years adventures, right? Like you've traveled to a lot of countries. Tell us about you, you know, growing up there in Oregon and how you became this heart-centered leader. Thank you. And I, I, whenever people think about Oregon, I don't know what they think about right now. I think they think that we've got a problem with the homeless and riots. In yeah, Portland. it's not a good look I right now. In the country. <laughs> not a good look for Portland. Uh, right now, I was yeah. raised in the country and I, I laugh. I was raised in a very rural community and I couldn't wait to leave. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so backward here. And so at 18, um, and I, my mom, I was adopted at birth. My mom was amazing, encouraged me to be really a, a forward thinker and an adventurer. So at 18, I left and traveled all over the United States, the Caribbean, Europe. And then when I came back, I laughed because I, I ultimately was came back to take care of my dad, but I met a man, fell in love and moved to a place called Gaston, Oregon, which was not, not, I didn't move up. I just moved further out. And instead of uh, a gentleman's farm where I lived and was raised, I now live on a working uh, ranchette is what I call it. I have 20 acres here and I have a horse boarding facility and an Airbnb and a couple of other businesses. Nice. So my trajectory was if I'm going to, when I stopped traveling, what was I going to do when I got back here? And so I did a series of things to utilize my skills. And that sort of set me on this path of what your listeners may be on. They want to do the very best they can. They want to use their potential. They want to figure out what their gifts are. I think sometimes we have no idea what our gifts are. So I've been very blessed that I found it kind of early. And then I moved and altered myself to help more people. And I also think that's something 
we, I think when we're young, it's all about us. And then as we move through the world, we realize it's not about us, that it really ought to be about our clients. And so people will come to me now and say, I want to be a speaker or I want to be a coach because I'm good at it. And I'm like, yeah, but will people pay you for it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the difference. No, <laughs> okay. it's not you being good at it. It's you having something that the market really has a, a need for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. You know, solving a problem. What is the yep. pain point? What problem are we solving and being stuck and kind of being in limited mindset? That's a huge problem. So let's, let's talk about that. Like you came from like a really amazing background of fashion and industry and innovation, like all the stuff that I love. Um, and you, you've studied it like in depth, 25, 30 years. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your journey and your professional journey. When you came back from traveling all over the world, when you were 18, 19, and, and you got to, um, fashion school, finishing fashion talent. And, and let's talk about that, how that all evolved. Thank you. Well, it started really young and it, it's sort of like the things that you're forced to do. I don't know if people were forced to play the piano and then we blame our parents because we never kept up with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when I was, uh, I was adopted at birth. I mentioned that. And my mother and father were much older. My mom was 40 when she adopted me. And back then that was old. Now it's not for mothers, but it was back then. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to, be, to give me every advantage. Plus I was a redhead, white pasty skin, braces, glasses, freckles. I mean, awful. So she sent me to finishing school at 12. Oh, wow. And when you go something to something like that, your mind is opened to so many different things. And I learned, you know, how to set a table and how to walk with a book on my head and mm -hmm. how to come in and out of the car. And I learned an awful lot that I thought was great. Then later, when I was 18 and couldn't wait to get out of Oregon, my mom and dad didn't really have any money for college or for me to do some things. And even though I'd been saving my money and working for a long time, um, my mom encouraged me because she had paid for dancing lessons to compete for a, a scholarship pageant. And so you're actually looking, uh, Charity, at a former Miss Hillsborough Happy Days. Oh, my God. <laughs> my daughter lives and yeah I also happy days and guess what the first place winner gets a full scholarship to finishing school oh, right wow. so I went yeah so I went back and here's the thing that I might suggest to everyone when you're when you go through a book or you go through a program the first time and it's eye-opening but then years later you go through it again and you think oh my heavens it's changed but it hasn't you have. Yeah. So that's why people coach for years or okay. it's not because they haven't figured it out. It's because they've evolved to a whole nother place. Yeah. So it's I was evolved. at a whole nother place and yeah, because and of that education. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I love that. And that's such a good analogy. Cause I think we do feel that way. Like once you read a book one time, like a self-help book and you read it again, you get like so much more out of it because you've evolved from that first time that you read it. I love that. And that's why they hired you to um, to create those high end finishing talent programs, right? Because you evolved to a place where you could actually teach that and help people transition into that prim and proper, beautiful, um, you know, person, right? That's pretty much <laughs> yeah, what finishing school does. Model yeah. Professional person. model actress or yeah. Right. Like you have to be, you have to have that physique, that polish, that, you know, um, and confidence. A lot of confidence. times it's not the most beautiful. It's the most confident. 
Nice. I mean, look at who it's not the most beautiful ever. It's the most mm-hmm. confident for sure are the person who believes that they're worthy. Yeah. And one, two things that I think might help your listeners, the woman who allowed me, I walked in with really not well, I didn't have a resume. And I, I went into this finishing fashion school and said, well, I need a job. You know, I come back from, into Oregon and she, two things, number one, I was willing. And number two, she challenged Mm-hmm. So you, as a leader, when you challenge someone, she said, well, why don't you put together a program that you think we need then? Because mm-hmm. I believe that models didn't have enough movement. They didn't know how to move well enough. And she said, sounds good. So put the, together the program. Now, she didn't pay me to put together the program. <laughs> so I took a risk, but she was willing to take a risk as well. Yeah. She said, teach it to us. And if we love it, we'll incorporate it into our programs. So I went to town, right? I did all my research. And this is really the nugget here is when you're given an opportunity to grasp it, mm-hmm. you know, well, they're wanting me to do all this work. I just grasp it. And the things I learned along the way. So it yeah. was so intense. So then I, I put the program together. I taught it to them. And this is the funny part, Charity. They liked it. They said they would incorporate it into their school curriculum. And then they said, but we would like you to go through our school to see how our philosophies are different from what you've learned mm-hmm. so this was my third time through fat through finishing school oh wow. I mean, like, <laughs> triple so, graduate Woo. <laughs> so, when people hear that i've been through finishing school three times they're like what was wrong with her <laughs> I know. you must have mastered it then by now like you sit down so proper and like know how to have your silverware and it was perfect like everything better be t- like, no, right? no. And yeah. I live with dogs and horses and other species. And here's what I, I love for leaders um, to know the rules or at least know where they're at in the world, because then they're not going to make an error unconsciously. Yeah. But knowing the rules just helps you be more confident. But I'm the advocate of break the rule for the relationship. Yeah. Well, and that I takes mean, a lot of experience to know when you can do that. So you have to know the foundational level to a core to be able to break rules and know that it's okay because who wrote the rules, right? Like that's the thing with like business. Like yes. there's always, I mean, like accounting and FAS and GAP and all those complicated things there. Yeah, there are rules to the IRS, but there's also internal rules that you can actually break, even though there might be a rule book saying, this is how we do it here, but that's not necessarily fact. Um, well, and people our innovation. There's no, there's rules with people only in the fact that why would you, and this goes to something really intense that I know you're about is our intent. Mm -hmm. So if my intent is to be right and my intent is to be correct, I have the wrong intent, right? If I have the intent to really pay attention and to really get to know this other person or the person I'm leading or the person I would like to work with, then my intent is true and pure and I will move without breaking any rules there because the rules are really just don't hurt anyone. Yeah. Don't be rude to anyone. Don't do things that are, are really selfish to anyone. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are the only real etiquette rules that you've got. The only Mm -hmm. reason that we have rules around a table is because we don't want to eat with our mouth open. We don't want to grab things. We, we do things and etiquette was all formed. Like how we shook hands with our, our right is because they kept their swords to the left. Mm-hmm. And if you shook a hand, you could not be hanging onto your sword. There, mm-hmm. there were all these, these reasons and they all had to do with care for the other human. 
interestingly yeah. enough, they're not arbitrary rules. Mm -hmm. They're really about living in the world. And what if we did that more often? What if everybody yeah. picked up their garbage? <laughs> what a yeah. concept. <laughs> yeah, what if everyone was mindful and kind about everyone around them and their impact on things? I mean, you're like, we would live in a different world. That would be amazing, we would. right? And we that's would. really your truth and your foundation to your leadership training. I know like after finishing school and creating those amazing programs, at the same time, you were working on higher level business linguistic, neuro-linguistic training so you could help other leaders and other speakers and people of positions that are transferring information into doing it properly, mindfully, kindfully, and with intention, and not just recklessly bulldozing their way through their staff. And, and so you, right, let's talk about that, because I think there's a lot of people on here that think, you know, what, what is exactly this intention of, you know, uh, finishing school, but really, like you're saying, it was about being mindful of some very simple, good foundational rules that, you know, brought you up to this whole new level of conscious, subconscious thinking and being mindful and being able to deliver, um, you know, messages and, and directions and, and leading teams. So tell us about that. Like once, you know, while you're in finishing school and you're creating those programs, let's talk about that neuro-linguistic business program you were doing. Well, when I was teaching, after I went through and wrote the program and began teaching for this amazing school in Beaverton, Oregon, I continued to educate myself and they, they you got to give people credit. They continue to send me to programs and pay for it. I saw Zig Ziglar when I was really young. So we continued to I continue to educate myself. And I think that if there's one nugget right here is that anyone listening, if, if you're expecting someone else to do it for you or my corporation provide, no, some of the best coaching clients I've got have work for corporations that have programs and they go outside the program because yeah. they want either more intensity or they want something that's different because they are in charge of their own career. Just never always remember that you are in control of your own career. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of this, I was starting to realize that as I was teaching so many teenagers that were being put through finishing fashion and commercial, I, kept, I was like, I need to talk to the parents. I need to talk to the people who are in charge because you can alter, you can talk to a teenager or talk to a team person, but if they're squashed from above or they're, they're shown inconsistency or unethical behavior at the beginning, they're not going to change. Yeah. So that's sort of led me on to this. I need to talk to the leaders. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that there was a gigantic need. And as I started to speak and I started to get out into the marketplace, people would come up to me and say, you think differently. Will you come talk to my team? And I'm like, absolutely. And so in the middle of that, I'm going down the path of learning neuro-linguistic programming and I'm getting my business certificates and I'm going and doing more and more education so that I could help them as much as I could. And also with my unique perspective, because yeah. I live in a world and I have been the you know, president of the National Speakers Association in Oregon and, a, and the regional director of Fashion Group International. And so as I was leading these teams and being in leadership roles, I started to realize where the fault, you know, where the problems were. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an outsider looking in because you're not neck deep in it. You're actually observing and you, and you get a better feel for where the 
pain points are and could really zero in on them, very crucial ones that probably aren't as apparent to people that are working on the inside. So that's a real gift. And, and that's, that was really a huge success for you. I mean, you worked with, you know, so many huge corporations there in, in Oregon and the casinos and, you know, Spirit Mountain and Columbia and big, big corp that really valued your insight and your, your training to help guide the leaders um, and how to present information to, to, to their teams in a way that was uh, effective and felt good to everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that would be the goal, but it's yeah. like all things. We go in and we learn new skills and we're really happy. I won't say who it was, but I worked with a leadership team of just men and I walked in and uh, I was like, okay, tell me what you're about. They've done all this work, right, for their mission and their what they all agreed to do. And, and I said, tell me what they are. Let's just review so that I know where you're at. I'd already done the research that they're all talking about what they learned. And, and they said, we have five elements that we work on. And they could only come up with four. All of them could only come up with four. So that one of them got up, went down the hall and took it off the wall and came back. And I oh said, well, God. what's the fifth one? And it was teamwork. <laughs> guess what they were having trouble with, right? I mean, it's like they, they, they had done the work, but didn't believe in it. Or yeah. we do a lot of the work. Or you're listening to this podcast. You, the people who are listening to this podcast are already ahead of the game because they want something that they don't have. That's yeah. why they're with you. There's that's why they're yeah. they're a, a follower of you is because they want something they don't have. And yeah. Bravo. But we've got to continue that on that path to to continue to evolve and become better and better. I think. Oh yeah, it's an evolutionary process. That's why I, that I I really pride the evolutionary entrepreneur. That's what this podcast is about: is the evolutionaries out there that are listening, that are the solopreneurs, the soulpreneurs, the heart-centered, conscious leaders that really care about their impact on the world and also helping others while becoming abundant and wealthy themselves using their passion, their creative, and really going out there and getting it. So that isn't just come like you just don't say, yeah, that's what I want, and then it happens. It's work. You have to. Speak skill you you can't skin the surface anymore because a lot of people are surface skimmers and they just kind of <laughs> you know they just they just do it just enough to get by but they're really shorting themselves and that's when it's time to like grab them and why you need a coach or a mentor because they will push you that little extra way that you never would push yourself because it's just mentorship is just like that. They, they see you from an outside looking in instead of being stuck in, inside our head. So that's why your programs and you know everything that you've been building for 30 years is so amazing because it really is about you know the neurology, the subconscious, the conscious, the thoughtfulness, the insight, the intention, the delivery of the message, how your body language is, how you present yourself. And then your entire life changes once you get a hold of that, right? Like, how can it not? Because people will yep. just track to you. Once you get good inside, then you'll feel so much better on the outside. So um, you did recommend a couple amazing books, Secrets of the Grown-Up Brain, Misconceptions um, of How the Brain Evolves. And we, we've been primed, right? We've been primed by our family, by our lineage, by society. Like everyone's stuck in this matrix that where they're just priming us to think and be a certain way. And then the ones that step out of the box are these evolutionaries or say, hey, I'm going to do what feels good to me and I'm going to evolve into my own self. And they need you to do that, Shauna. So let me share right now 
a way, there is a path and a way, and Shauna has created an amazing program um, to help with communication, to help leadership, to help stand in your power. Um, Shaunashu.com, and that's S-H-A-W-N-A-S-C-H-U-H.com. And, you know, right at the top of your page, imagine a world where you, where your communication is so clear. Like what if everything and everybody's communication was clear, concise, not convoluted, right? Delivering a message of power and enlightenment and doing things from the heart. So let's talk about your, this page, gain clarity, retain top talent, get more done. What, what can our listeners gain from this? Well, a couple of things. I have two TEDx talks and both of them are, have got nuggets that if you think about it or watch and apply, you're going to be clear, like animals do not take offense and you can't push a pig. <laughs> There's a couple of really, really truisms in that. Yeah. And then um, we've got an, I, I just, I use a lot of animal analogies and that's something different than um, what a lot of other leadership people do. And one of the reasons I use so many animal analogies is because other species, um, bring clarity and they also bring, cause I know that's what your gig is, but they bring something that's I think very important. They don't take offense and uh, humans take offense. You know, mm -hmm. like if a dog comes up to you and says, let's play, let's play. And you go, no, go away. They're like, all right, they go play with themselves. But mm -hmm. Humans are like, they don't want to play with me. And then they go over and talk to somebody else in the team and say, they didn't want to play with me. Yeah. And they get all hurt. 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 All <laughs> and stuff. there's gossip yeah. and feelings and everyone's nah. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah, I love this. What pets can teach you about leadership? Uh, TEDx youth at Austin. Um, that's awesome. Like, I love my pets. I think that's why we love our pets so much because they don't take offense. They're so forgiving, right? Um, there's never like that bitter animosity or resentfulness when you walk in a room with a pet. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I love my pet. Okay, and then we must stop pushing. Shauna Shu, TEDx uh, Marietta Square. What's that one about? Well, it's about how you can't really push a pig and oh, the story. I mean, it's a great, it was in the middle of the pandemic, of course. So we did it virtually, but we, uh, when the, I had a pig at one time who I adored, his name was Herbert, Herbert, the, the Valley one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what people don't realize inside pigdom is he still weighed 200 over 200 pounds. Oh, wow. I mean, he's a, a regular size swine can go up to 1200 pounds. They're my gigantic. So in the world of miniature pigs, 200 is tiny. Right? Yeah. Um, they call them teacups, but I don't think there's even the smallest pigs are like 60, 60 yeah. to 90 pounds. So Herbert ended up being around 200. So I had the door open for whatever reason. And next thing I know, he's in my living room <laughs> and I really wanted to get him out. And, you know, I go behind and I'm pushing him and he's screaming. And if you've ever heard a pig scream, it's, it's bad. Yeah. And I just pushed harder. And this is kind of the element of, you know, we, we don't, we go into our world and we think we've got to get something done and we're pushing. We push people about pushing, what pushing, to buy, yeah, push, but our ideas, our agendas, we push. And instead I had to think to myself, what, what, what does Herbert need? So of course he was in there looking for food. So I went and got, you know, a pan of food. Yeah. <laughs> he followed me right out of the house. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so his nose will guide him. <laughs> yeah. His nose will guide him. And so just things like that, that we can learn and, and 
profit from, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So also on her site, she has this, um, uh, you know, amazing, you know, where's your weakness in a leadership? Let's see. What is it called exactly? Your blind spots. Yeah. Get started by learning your leadership blind spot. Take the quiz. So I definitely recommend that. I did that as well. And I was enlightened. I didn't realize like, yeah, I'm an action taker and it does like get the best of me. Maybe I act too fast. I don't take a long enough to reflect. So it did like call out some of my um, blind spots, taking action too fast on focus. And, but it does get into like some of the really good, the good news is your poise and have explosive growth talent opportunities for taking action. Cause we all know that right. And coaching, like it's all about taking action. Like if there is no action, we'll have no progress. So I, I love your note here. So I recommend all you guys going and taking the, the quiz on your leadership style and blind spot and get some insight from for free from Shauna um, on her page. And um, let's talk about the I mean, the development of your coaching, because we want to book strategy calls. You want a discovery call here. We want people that are hungry, that need that insight, that are ready to change, that need your expert NLP type programming. Can you explain exactly what that is? It's a really interesting, it is a science. And just this morning, I was downloading another book about um, the neuroscience of the brain because it's evolving. And that's what I love about it. The neuro-linguistic programming is about these three-ish, three pieces that I use in my coaching a lot. Number one, it's how your brain is firing. And since I'm doing the research, I can help my clients understand where their, where their limiting beliefs are based on the language that they're using. And most of the time, we don't even know that we're weak. We don't even know that we're using weenie words. We don't even know that we're doing some of these things that are really detrimental to our reputational capital or the kind of relational capital that we're trying to build. Mm -hmm. So it's really about the way your brain fires. I'm a word watcher for my clients. So I'm challenging. I'm, I'm asking if that's really what they want, if that's really what they're thinking. And generally it's not. And then there's tools that you drip in. And one of the reasons that I love doing the the clarity call for people, and I do it for free because I want to give to the world. And it also keeps me really abreast of what's going on. Even though the themes are very, very similar throughout leaders and and people who are professionals, Uh, we are in programs and we we fall back into the programs. And so neuro-linguistic programming or as a coach, I can help reframe or break up some of the programs that people are in so that they can have a different result. And this is what I love about it. It's evolving, it's different. I've had coaching clients many, many years with me because they keep getting stronger and better and they keep moving up the ladder because they're building their own, um, it's, it's a variety of things. They're all, yeah, the they're way like they a think. new framework. It's like a yeah, new yeah, framework, yeah, yeah, yeah. mental framework. They're building like their new empire in their brain. Yeah. So it's the the neurology, it's the language, and then it's the programs that we're in. But Mm -hmm. I also use other tools. And one of the things that's interesting is a lot of times when we go into programs, uh, a leadership program, or we buy a program, and we've got step one, step two, step three. But the way the world works is there's rarely a step one. step. You start on this journey and then, and so when you get a coach, The coaches, if they're a good coach, I mean, some coaches have very big success with putting people through their steps, but that doesn't work for me. I'm listening so intensely that 
my leader or my my client will reveal where their where their stoppage is, where their problem is. And then we only work on that right then. I give tools for that right then so that they can immediately use them and go, holy moly, I got results with that. And that's mm-hmm. what alters their brain function. Right. It's not a shift. The, right. Not the theory of it but the actual application of it. Yeah. And like for anxiety, for instance, can you um, give like a, like a neural NLP technique for anxiety, somebody that's kind of working themselves up and they, they like, sometimes they say, Oh, count backwards five to one. Yes. Yes. Um, Mel Robbins does Mel that. Robinson, you um, know, like there's a law um, in the world called the law of substitution, which I use and suggest to my clients. And this law means that you cannot think two things at the same time. It's, it's an impossibility. You can think things rapidly, right? But you may, you cannot think two thoughts at the exact same time. So if you're thinking negative thoughts, you can't think another thought. So replacing or substituting a negative thought with something else is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So what would that be? What would be your go-to If you're going down anxiety and feeling very anxious, well, what might you replace that anxiety thought with? Like your favorite place in the world. Sure. Your favorite person. It could be, it could also be whatever you're grateful for. That's a key one. So Mm -hmm. like if I'm upset by the rain, I live in Oregon and I'm getting myself worked up because it's dark and it's dank. I'm just going to pull myself into a hole until I go, well, at least I'm in a car or at least I'm inside, or at least I have an umbrella a positive, mm-hmm. uh, grateful, grateful. Yeah. No, yes. because if I'm just positive, sometimes that wears right back off. But if I really replace whatever I'm thinking, anxiety, fear, trepidation with I'm grateful. Yes. Then I, I tell state it. What are you grateful for? Right. Oh yeah. And then gratitude. Oh my God. It's magic. If you start focusing on that first thing in the morning, I mean, you may not even have anxiety all day because yes. you really start because everything that you're grateful for keeps popping up instead of all the negative. It's like re-steering your whole universe. So- Charity, you just, you just said something beautiful. If you start your morning, I do a, an accountability call Monday through Friday. I've been doing it for 15 years for my coaching clients. And when you mentioned starting with gratitude, they're doing science and research now. Um, Sean Anker, who does, um, he's a researcher on positivity, that when you're watching the news first thing in the morning, even if you only watch for 15 minutes and turn it off, the effects, the negative effects of bad news will come through all the way till eight hours later when they've done this research. So if you're actually looking at the way the brain is firing and what we're now learning about putting something negative in our mind. And right now there's a lot of negative news. Mm-hmm. I've so, got a news diet. I refuse to watch it because it literally ruins Bravo, Bravo. And there are people who get, but I need to know what's going on. Then as a coach, you would challenge that and say, really? Mm-hmm. Tell me the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Because generally I have found that my clients, if something big has happened, it comes up in, it bubbles in places without me being fed it by uh, news media. Yeah. Yeah. The propaganda and the media, I mean, they're always the bad news bear. I mean, I have a degree in media communications. I studied agenda setting and the whole bureaucracy of media and the news and everything. And it's really just to steer the mass 
So when you really understand what their agenda is, it's like BS anyway. So if you really want to know what's happening in the world, ask friends that are in that area of the world, what's going on, or, you know, ask the real people that are standing there at the scenes that are experiencing the inequality or the injustice. Like, so yeah, there's other truths to source, right? So we need to find our true source in a lot of ways. And that's like with your program, getting connected to yourself and source is so important to keep yourself growing and learning. Um, and, and then all that will evolve and then communication will just be, you know, a lot more clear because you're more clear on your agenda. So I, that's why I really love and support your programs because, you know, as a coach and a consultant, just like a practitioner of the, of the self-evolution and, and self-taught world, I've always been seeking and looking for the answers. And I've had a lot of success in these NLP programs. You know, Tony Robbins uses them, Dina Gossi uses them, you know, um, um, uh, Zig Ziglar, you know, as a creator, and I'm probably, you know, all these greats that really like actually have the message to our success. Like there is no excuse. So everyone, if that's out there listening, that really wants that immediate shift in their life, that wants to be that highest, highest, best version of themselves. Like you have to go through training and have coaching and mentorship. People that are trained in this NLP type of coaching is so effective. So I love that Shauna about you, that you've dedicated your life to helping people transform. You've written several books. Let's talk about that 51 ways to get up and go how to nail voicemail and your TEDx YouTubes and all the other things you're contributing to the growth of humanity. Let's talk about your book for a second. How is that? Well, yeah, there's, there's, I have two books and in a way, whenever you produce something you're, or maybe not, maybe that's too general when I produce something, or if I'm doing something, depending on where you are in in the, where you are in your journey through the world, it is for someone else. And like taking a website and tweaking it, making it better. Are you making it better because you want to edify yourself? Are you making it better because of the people who are going to view your site? So I would challenge that instead of talking about kind of what I've done, I rather would say, what can I challenge you as a listener to say, what are you doing to make your offer better or make yourself more valuable? You know, we Mm -hmm. just had this pandemic and, and I'm working with a, a group of leaders and the truth is no matter what happens with wars or weather or any of it, whatever you have invested in, in your own self, I've been getting coached for years. I, I take programs all the time. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, it doesn't matter what happens to the world because I carry the value in. And if I'm valuable, then people will pay for the value I bring. Yeah. Amen to that audience. You invest in yourself. That's the key to your success. Invest in you. You are the best investment you have. Yes. So instead of putting it in your house or more clothes or gold or stocks or crypto, first put it in yourself and evolve. And then you're so valuable. You know, your worth, your value, then you're like almost unstoppable. Agreed. And one of the things people are doing is they're listening to this. So bravo, they're already one step, one foot in. Yeah. Now you have to say, all right, I'm listening in celery. I'm, I'm listening on this level where I've, I'm listening to this guru. And I'm listening to that guru. What, what's the next step for you to actually say, I want to address my own issues, or I want to address what is happening in my life. 
And that's where the executive coaching comes into or whatever coaching you get. Um, Look it up. There's hundreds of options now. When I started, there wasn't. It wasn't so popular. And now because the results are so vast because we've had such results and I've had coaching clients and then work with all their teams. And my, my greatest um, honor is that I've had long-term clients and Mm -hmm. that I, I know we get results. Mm -hmm. It has been an honor to work with these people. Yeah. It's been an honor having you here. Um, Thank you. Thanks Shauna with all 30 years. I mean, that's a dedicated coach right there. Like a lot of people fall off you guys. It's not easy to be a coach. Um, a lot of people don't see the value because they don't understand how important it is to invest in themselves and to get a mentor and coach. And if you guys, you know, read my book and watch this, you know, that's my number one thing for you. Reach out, get help. Here's her contact, write a message, say, you know, send her your email. She does uh, free discovery calls, right? Shauna. Yep. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. Shaunashow.com. And um, she'll be happy to, you know, get in that mindset of yours and give you a little push <laughs> <laughs> or a big push to or, a, big push. or <laughs> a kick in the booty if you need it. <laughs> well, you're great and you're doing good service to the world. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Shauna. And thank you all the listeners out there. We love you guys. And um, yeah, check out Shauna's page and tune in for the next one. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guests as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast.